do want to make this announcement as well. We got a good trip up to Charlotte yesterday to see Miss Betty Canty. Good trip to Doc and Pam Canty and Miss Betty. It's just a wonderful time together. And she's doing really well. She is doing really well. Her mind is sharp as a tack. She's talking about people all from Midway and she, she uh, extends her, uh, sends a hello uh, to each of you. And she was very, very tickled with the basket of love that you provided for her. So, uh, it was a great trip. And uh, Bailey and Miss Linda and uh, Wendell went and had, had a great time. So, uh, I just continue to pray for her. Well, let me, uh, let, let's look at a message this morning entitled, An Example Worth Following. I thought about last week's uh, message and I began to, to think more and more about it. And, and under God's leading today, uh, please allow me to, to, to piggyback on last week's sermon. I want to I have a, a continuation of that somewhat because I want us to look at another question that goes right along with what we looked at last week. Even if you weren't here, this message is very, very uh, applicable to our lives. I pray that all messages are. Uh, but remember last week we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 9, and, and we said that, that we are to make it our aim to be pleasing to God. That should be our ambition. That should be the most important thing in our life, and that is to please God once we become a believer. And we said that once, uh, that, that, that since our aim is to please God, then number one, Jesus must be our example. And secondly, the Holy Word of God, God's Word, must be our guide. So since Jesus is our example, I, I want us to, to look at another question this morning. Whose example am I? Whose example are you? I want you to think about that just for a moment. Whose life do you influence? Who is it that's looking up to you, whether you're young or old? Who recognizes what you do, how you act, how you conduct yourselves? Well, let me take you to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And look at verse 12, a very familiar verse to us all. And it reads this way. Let no one despise your youth. Another word for despise there means let no one look down on you because you are young. And see, Timothy was young in his faith. He was in his 30s uh, when Paul was given these instructions to him. And he was considered in his culture a very young man. A, a man that probably, well, the average person wasn't very learned in the scriptures. But see, Paul had him under his tutelage in his, since his teenage years. So Paul really grounded him. Timothy was solid. But Paul reminds him, says, look, let no one despise your youth. But be an example of... To the believers, that's key. Be an example to the believers. In word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. The word of the Lord. 
And Lord, we bow thanking you for your word. God, it's so beautiful. God, it's so challenging. Lord, we can count on you when we read your word to speak to our hearts, to challenge us, to show us how we must live. It's not in any other book, but it's all in your book called the Holy Bible. So we thank you for your word. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Your example, my example, you have it on your hand out there. First, is to other Christians. Is to other Christians. We just read it there in verse 12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers. Flip over to 1 Thessalonians, if you will. Or flip back to 1 Thessalonians, if you will. I'm going to show you another uh, verse that I want us to look at. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Go down to verse number 5. And it reads this way. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you, we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. And look at verse 7. So that you became examples to all who believe. To all who believe. <clears throat> what kind of example are we, church? To those who believe. To, to the believers. And scripture says that we are to be an example to other Christians. But what about those people who are new in the faith? Who have just begun their faith journey? What kind of example are we to them? And Paul lists in that very same verse five areas where Timothy was to be an example. These same five areas that, that was to be an example, that Timothy was to be exa an example, are the same things that we need uh, to exemplify in our lives. We're to, uh, Timothy, and Paul said, look, you're to be an example in word. In, in, in your speech, in, in the things that you say. Look with me to Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Jesus speaking here, he says, Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. If you have time, go and read that Ephesians passage that I've that uh, 
wrote out there for you on your hand. That's Ephesians chapter 4. So in word, in our speech, in our conduct, in the way we live. Titus 2.12 uh, says we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. He says that we are to be an example in love, that self-sacrificing service for other people. Philippians 2, 4, 5. Let each of you look out uh, not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He says that we are to be an example in faith, in faith. Not only in our belief in Christ, but in our faithfulness and commitment as stewards. Oh boy, you say, what as stewards? Well, let me, uh, let me read that to you. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at what this verse says. Verse 1. Let a, man be, uh, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God... Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Another thing he says, in purity. Especially sexual purity. The psalmist writes in Psalm 24, 3, 4. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So we're first to be an example to other Christians. Something else or, or another group of people we need to be examples to uh, is to young children or, or our children or teenagers or, or young people. Young people. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I, I remember growing up and hearing people, even today, say, Oh, well, when I grow up, I want to be just like my mom or I want to be just like my dad when I grow up. I read a very alarming statistic this week, and it said this. Only 39% of American teens want to be like their parents. 39% of American teens want to be like their parents. Like their parents. You know, I always thought that was a natural thing uh, to want to, to, to be. I want to be like my, my, my dad. And I know several of you young people in here uh, that, that I've heard you say, I, I, I look up to my dad. I won't put anybody on the spot, but I've I heard Brian Harrington say that. I want, I want to be like my, da like my dad. I've heard, I've heard Andrew say the same thing. I want to be like my dad. Man, I envy you. I envy you in that. You still have your dads. You have them. They're still here with you. What a blessing. So we must be mindful as to what kind of example we are. There's something else I want to share with you. Maybe a little bit off, uh, out of line here with, with what we're talking about. But let me just share this with you, if I may. A study once disclosed this information. Get this. If both mom and dad attend church regularly, 72% of their children remain faithful. If only dad, 55% remain faithful. If only mom, 15% remain faithful. If, 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 neither, if neither attend regularly, 
only 6% remain faithful. And folks, I don't know about you, but that those statistics, if they're anywhere in line, speak for themselves, do they not? Of how important it is, Mom, how important it is, Dad, to be that example for your children. You can do far more, get this now, some people disagree, you can do far more than the church can do or even a Sunday school class can do. You yourself. Because see, you'll be a church and your kids will want to be a church. Matthew chapter 18. Flip over a couple more chapters there. Matthew 18. Verse 1, at, this, at that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives this little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little children, these little ones who believe in me, to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Boy, my two are grown and not gone, come a little further away from where they used to be, where they used to live. But now a grandkid, a grandchild is fixing to come into the picture. Uh, Mary Epi gave me a good talking about grandchildren just this week. And, and, and I value, I value that because, and how different it's going to be. And how, how, I, I hate to say it, how differently I'll treat him than I treated mine. And Mary Epi said that's the way it works. <laughs> okay. All right. So, but still, yeah, even as a granddad, I've got to be that example. We've got to be that example. And then lastly, um, our example is to be to unbelievers. This is very important, to unbelievers. Look at Colossians right quickly, please. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5. This is what it tells us. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside. That means outside the faith, outside the family of God. Redeeming the time. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better uh, if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. In that same book, verse 15 of chapter 4, but let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, listen, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins at the house of God, if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey 
the gospel of God. Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, there will be ungodly. Where will the ungodly and sinner appear? Therefore, let us let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to Him in doing good as to a faithful Creator. I want to just ask a few questions right here, if I may, as we try to draw this to a conclusion. Our example is to be one of Christ-likeness to the unbeliever. Because, listen to this, isn't it the unbeliever, for the most part, that looks closely at the believer to see if he or she is walking the talk? If we're walking like we're talking, is that not the case? I think it is. Is it not the unbeliever that so many times gauged the value of following Christ by, a, by the example that is being set by those who are following Christ? Folks, eyes are upon us. They are watching us. Young people, as you go down those halls at school, they're watching you. Even these little people, they are watching you. And it's the unbeliever many times that will judge the church by its members. And, and that's right, correct? Yes, we all agree with that. So many times we get judged, this very church, along with every other church, by, by believers that are so-called God's children. I, I've, I've been told before that, that by people that they don't go to church because such and such goes there. I don't know about you, but that would drive me crazy if I knew someone was not attending church because of me. As I looked at that, I, I've come to grips, and I hope we can all come to grips with this, that whether we want to be or not, we are all examples to others. We're example to believers, to children and young people, and to unbelievers. And we're to be examples in word and conduct, love, faith, and purity. So we must ask this question as we wrap it up. What kind of examples are we? What kind of examples are we? Are we showing the world what it means to be a Christian? Are we? People are watching. Can we, can, we, uh, can we go to the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 16 that says, Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Are we letting our light shine? And, it, and, and, and if we are, what are other people seeing? Is our example uh, conducive or helpful to church growth? Are we faithful to church attendance? Let us draw near with the true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. How do we do that? Here it is, verse 25. By not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Are we providing 
a worthy model of involvement and service to the Lord and His church. And then lastly, is our example worthy of emulating? When we want a child or a new Christian to follow our example, let's just do some, some, some self-evaluation. Start with me. Start with me. Our, our, when we want a child or a new Christian to follow our example, if every church member provided the same example as you and I, would the church be strong? Would the church be growing? Will the church have service on Wednesday and or Sunday night? Will the church even exist? Let me tell you those three things, and I hope you just fill in some blanks. These things happen when this happens. You need, you need to get this. Those three things happen when this happens. When you and I imitate Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1, says to be imitators of Christ. That word be means to become like. Become like Christ. So my prayer this morning as we conclude is that this question has prompted some serious thought on our part as to who our example and role model is as a Christian. As to the sort of examples you and I are sort of role model we are setting for others. I'll close with this. Church, there's no way to escape being an example to others. That's a given. We are examples to others. Our only choice is this. What kind of example will we be? not going to ask anybody this question. You may not know it. You may know it. But our 30th president of the United States of America. Anybody know who that was? President Coolidge. He invited some of his friends over to the White House for dinner one evening. These friends were extremely nervous because they were going to the White House and they were having dinner with the president. They were a little worried about their table manners, if you will. So they got together and they decided, we'll just do whatever, whatever our president does. Everything was good until the coffee was served. The coffee was served. President Coolidge took his cup of coffee, took it off of the saucer that it was sitting in, and began to pour his coffee onto the saucer. I mean, can't you imagine what these friends are saying? So they decided we got to do what he's doing. So they did it. Not only did he do this, he got some sugar. He put some sugar in it. Got a little bit of milk. Put some milk in it. And needless to say, the, the, the friends were doing the, the same thing. And then when he got done with that, he, he leaned over and he placed the saucer on the floor right beside his chair. Or the cat. Now, folks, as I thought about that, they were doing exactly what their mentor was doing, if you will. 
So is that not a lesson for us as Christians? Boy, people are doing what we're doing. Can you pray with me? Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the message and thank you for the challenge. I pray now, Lord God, that we would respond to the Holy Spirit's call on our lives. Lord God, that we would be examples that you have called us to be, that you have created us to be. And Lord, that we will be an example worth following. I pray in your name. Amen. Our hymn of dedication, number 302. Let's stand and sing.